The story of Yehuda and Tamar goes like this in the Pasuk where it says, Vayeme Yehuda, Yehuda says, Tamar asks him for a collateral, for some kind of guarantee that he's going to pay, going to pay her what he promised her. So Yehuda says, what kind of guarantee do you want? And she said, Tamar said, Let's translate it the way we would translate it without even looking at Rashi. Chesamcha means your signature. Silecha, your threads. Umatcha, and your sticker that is in your hand. What does that mean? So Rashi quotes the words Chesamcha of Silecha, and he clarifies what that means. He brings the Lashon of Targum. The Lashon of Targum is Is Kesach. And then Rashi says, what does that mean? The ring that you sign with, the olden days, they had a signet ring, which they used to imprint in their signature. And your garment, which you cover yourself with. So we have to understand, why does Rashi have to give us an explanation? That seems to take the word chaysamcha away from its simple meaning. Literally, it means your stamp. And instead of that, as it says, like the Tagamun says, it's kosach, that it's your ring. Why not leave it stamp? Base. Also, it's difficult to understand when Rashi says pesilecha, which he brings the Targum shoshifach, and he translated means the clothing that you cover yourself with. In Tanakh, we find that the word psil doesn't mean clothing. It means, psil means usually a thread or a, or, a, or a string. So why does he say that it means clothing? Gimel. According to the Rashi on the Torah, we have to say that psil doesn't even really need a pirush. Where, where the word psil is used in the Torah, you don't need to explain what it means. If you notice that Rashi is not teaching Torah to a foreign language speaker, in the most part, Rashi does not explain the words of Tanakh, which are in regular standard Lush and Kedish. So we have to understand the word psil is not translated elsewhere in Chumash. It's always understood to mean a thread or a string. Why here then does Rashi, yes, find the need to explain and say it means clothing? Dalit, even if you will find a reason why here it can't mean, psil can't mean the usual thread or rope, but however, Pesilcha could have been translated like Rashbam, Rashi's grandson. He says Pesilcha means your belt. I mean, we understand how he gets to the meaning that Pesilcha is an Azoir, a belt. Why is it an Azoir? Because the word Azoir, Gartel, is basically a string. It's a belt that goes around you. That's which is very similar to the concept of a string. And Pesil, if Pesil is thread or string, we understand why it would mean belt. Rashbam Taka says Pesilcha means your belt. Why does Rashi say that it means simloscha, like the Targum, your clothing? Hey, why does Rashi have to add to the Targum? Once he says it's tabas, it's a ring, why does he say the ring that you sign with? And why does he add to clothing, the clothing that you cover yourself with? What, why does the function make a difference here? To be added to the periods of the Targum. Base, there are Mepharshim that explain that when Rashi adds the word tabas, ring that you sign with, and clothing, 
the item of clothing that you cover yourself with, that she's he's, she's taking from Yehuda as a collateral. So with this, Rashi, Far Enfert, Rashi answers the question which may be looming, which is, where do we find in the words, this translation, that it means your ring, doesn't mean ring, it means stamp. Where do we find that Shishifach, that Silecha, which can mean thread or string, how do we find that it means clothing? So that's why Rashi says, this, the, the ring that you stamp with. Ah, so now we understand that the Tabas is not just a ring. It's called Chesamcha because it's your signet ring, the ring you sign with. The clothing you cover yourself with, with this Rashi, alludes to the Pasuk. Gedilim taselach ksus chashet achasevoy is alluding to the pasuk which says about tzitzis later on in the Torah. You have to make fringes on the garment, strings on the garment. You got to put it on the clothing that you cover yourself with. So we find that the word psilim and gedilim tzitzis, in other words, says together with the concept of being on the garment which you cover yourself with. So that's why he says that this means a psil. It's talking about a thread. It's talking about a garment that you cover yourself with. And that's why this garment, by the way, it's referring taka to a garment which there were threads hanging from, tzitzis. Which will explain to us what the Ramban asks, will answer the Ramban's question. Ramban says, it doesn't seem to be proper that this should be translated as clothing because how could he leave his clothing by Tomar and then go away without being clothed? So if we say, if we understand that this means a garment that had tzitzis, and I will understand. It's a separate garment which he was wearing in addition to his regular clothing to cover his body, but this is a garment to be in the mitzvah of tzitzis. Basically left his talus cotton there, the, the, the garment he was wearing to fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis. Now we understand why simloscha, why Rashi says asher the kind that is referred to elsewhere regarding the mitzvah of tzitzis that you cover yourself with, it's a special garment alluded to with the word psilech. However, this is only explains how these two words can mean what Targum explained them to mean. Chesamcha can mean your signet ring. But the, why is it imperative? Why does Rashi take this as a need and explain the Pashat Pshat of the Pasuk like that? It could have just said it's your stamp. You don't have to go and use the Targum that it's your signet ring. Also, without this, the Torah already says... If the Torah is meaning to say your signet ring, why does it just say tabascha, your ring? Or simlascha, your clothing. Why does it hint at it in some other code language by saying chaysamcha obsilecha? Say what you mean in the Pasuk, if that's what the Pasuk means. Three, according to this, the word simla should have really been told with the Pasuk, with the word, should have been alluded to it, not with the word pesilcha. The more accurate word that should have been alluding to tzitzis would be gedilcha. Because that's what the Pasuk is called later on. That's what tzitzis are called. Gedilim, ta'aselecha. You should place gedilim, which is reference to tzitzis, on the garment, which you cover yourself with. So if this pasil is trying to talk about a garment which you cover with, why doesn't he just say gedilim instead of pasilim? Four, and this is a main point. The five-year-old till now didn't learn about mitzvah tzitzis. Even if you want to say he knows about tzitzis, because Rashi already in um, Rashi in Noyach said that because of the good behavior of shame, so they got the mitzvah of tzitzis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me just go back to Noyach Teschav Gimel. Why does Rashi mention tzitzis in Noyach? 
It says that 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 yeah. It says that shame, shame endeavored very strongly to protect the dignity of Noach, and he covered him up with a garment. And that's why, and he worked harder at it in the Ephes. That's why, from the descendants of shame, in other words, Jewish people get the garment talis shel tzitzis, the garment of, of, of tzitzis. So we already know the concept of tzitzis. Also, but why would he connect? Um, but he doesn't know um, the union of psil. There, Rashi just talashal mitzvah. He doesn't say anything about the word psil. Here we have the word psil, and um, Rashi doesn't mean anything, anything about tzitzis. So how can you expect a five-year-old to connect both pirushim together? There's a Still later on in the Torah, but here we don't have it. And and later before, with Rashi talked about since he didn't mention the word psil. So how would Ben Chamishamikah know that this word psilcha has some relationship with a garment of tzitzis? Even if you want to say, I don't have to tell the five year old about tzitzis. He's wearing tzitzis, and he says in Shema the pasuk that talks about tzitzis as psil techelis. So he knows the word psil and tzitzis, but Rashi should have brought the pasuk. That this is simloscha, this is sheishifach, which would be the garment, and then use the word gedilim asher techasebo, that um, that you cover yourself with. In other words, Rashi should have made it clearer if he wants the minchamish to mikra to understand that this is a garment which has tzitzis. So the explanation here is like this: Was that clear? This fourth issue of the iker, minchamish lemikra didn't learn yet about mitzvah tzitzis. Even if you want to say he knows about tzitzis, right? Um, there where Parshish Neich writes about tzitzis, he doesn't mention the word psil, he just talks about talus shel mitzvah. Um, Rashi there doesn't mention the word psil. Here, the Rashi doesn't mention the word tzitzis. So how is the kid going to connect tzitzis with psil? Ah, you'll say he wears tzitzis and he knows he says the Parsha, and Kriyashma talks about tzitzis, Still, in all, Rashi should have um, brought it more explicitly. I think that's what they're ever saying. Gimel, the explanation of this is the reason, the hechrach, what forces us to say, what forces Rashi to say that chesamcha is not just your stamp, as it would seem simply by translating chesamcha, but it means your signet ring is from the content of what's going on here in the parsha. Yehuda went to Timna. Why did he go to Timna? He went to shear a sheep. That's not office work. That's not a place where you take your signature, your stamp. And that's why it's difficult to say that it's his stamp. Because according to Pshat, why would Yehuda take his stamp unnecessarily? It's not like he took a, uh, you know, a bag just with, uh, with accoutrements, with extras. Why would you take it when you're going out to shear the sheep? Two, how does... Why would Tamar assume that he has it? She asks for something that she assumes he has. If it's a stamp, why would he have a stamp with him? The first thing she mentions is a stamp. Why would she think that? So that's why Rashi says that the Targum already tells us this is not a stamp stamp. This is Kosovo. This is a ring in which there is a stamp, a signet. And that is a regular thing for a person to take wherever he goes. You wear it on your finger. And that's not a Chiddush. The fact that you'd have had it even when he's going to shear a sheep, no, that makes perfect sense. 
Aye, but now we have to have another issue. We understand simply that when Shutama wanted a Eirov and when she wanted a collateral, she wanted something, two things. Two, two criteria here. First of all, it has to be something valuable to Yehuda. Right? Which would make sense why she chose this thing. Number two, as a collateral, number two, it has to be something personal for him that he's not just going to leave there. She wants to say later on, Sorry, I just said something wrong. Not just something you wouldn't want to leave there. She wants to use it later to confront him and say, recognize, to who does this belong? She wants something personally his. That's what we have to say. And when she says, give me your stamp, she didn't mean stamp, and she didn't just mean ring. She didn't mean ring as, as a ring with a value. The importance of the ring here needs to be such, and here the Rebbe says, that he needs to come back to get it. And uh, say, and then she'll tell him, recognize who does this belong to. In the fact that a regular ring wouldn't be personal enough. You can just leave it there. Don't go back and don't don't have the risk of being embarrassed. Then says the Ha'ara ten star, sixteen star. Even if you want to say that Yehuda, being the oldest of the brothers, had a, a, a royal signet, like a royal um, ring. Well, on the contrary. That in itself would have been already a, 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 a ring with a signet, I guess. The king wore his ring was a sign of his rulership that he was able to sign his name and get things done. So she's asking for a ring, it's not just a ring. It has to be a combo, it has to be a ring with a sign, with a signature. But it can't just be a, a stamp, because why would he have a stamp going to Shira Sheep? So that's why Rashi goes with the Medrash, with the Targum. It says, it was a signet ring. And then Rashi emphasizes when he translates what it is, he says this is something that Tamar knew Yehuda is going to come back for. She said, I want the ring. This is a ring which you sign with. Uh, if Yehuda uses this personally, he's definitely gonna, not going to leave it there. He's going to come back to retrieve it from her. It was, we also understand, therefore, why this ring is called chesamcha, not tabatcha. Why is it referred to as chesamcha? Because it's the, the, the value of it to Tamar in the story is because it's a signet ring. It's a personal ring of Yehuda. And that's what she's asking for. Something that he's going to have to come back for. Dalit. Kornis will also understand why Rashi can't say that psilecha means over here a belt or something, like a string. A belt doesn't have really a chashivas. It, or it doesn't have a very personal connection with Yehuda. Why would he come back to get it? That's why means a, a garment. And he adds, not just a garment. Your garment that you take pride, so to speak, in covering yourself with it. Um, you know, there's, we already know that there are different levels of clothing. This is in the days before, um, uh, you know, before <laughs> these fancy names, <laughs> these fancy uh, brand names. But, their peers, we know that there were some clothing that were considered fancy and and choshu, and, 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 and important. And that important people wear important clothes. And what do we know? This First of all, we know that Rivko was entrusted with holding on to big day Esau, the clothes of Esau, Benah HaGadol, her older son, HaChamudah, the very valuable clothing. He entrusted only his mother with him. It says that when Eliezer came to get to meet Rivka, he took out, the, the servant took out all kinds of things. Some of the things he took out was clothing. And he gave it to Rivka. That to have been important clothing, not just clothing, shmatas that you cover yourself with. Brand name, 
he brought her. And also Yehuda, because of his chashivos, he was the godly, was the oldest, greatest of the tribes. He had a special simla, a special garment. And that's what Thomas was asking, that garment that you specially cover yourself with. And then Yehuda was going to come back to get it. Just like when she asked for the stick, she adds, the stick which is in your hand. Why does she add the stick which is in your hand? Because Thomas is being emphasizing, I don't just mean a stick. You can get a walking stick anywhere. Drop this one, get another one. She means I want your stick, Yehuda's stick, in which Yehuda's strength was expressed. If you want to see about the specialty of the stick, I did not look it up. The Rebbe quotes here, 26. Look in the Ramban, look in the Bechaya, look in the Sephornu. So you can know a little bit about his stick. But he, she wants his stick. Similarly, she wants the garment that he covers himself with. In other words, some kind of a special garment. Of course, once we said this, remember we said that Ramban asks, how could, she, how could he leave? How could she ask him to leave his clothing? He's going to go home without clothing. No, because she's asking not for his covering up his body clothing. He's asking for something unique that Yehuda's wearing. You know, he has some kind of a, a, a royal Yehuda jacket. Oh, I want that. So now, you want to ask the question, where do we see this in the word pesilecha? How do we see that it means clothing? So we'll understand this from a previous Rashi. The previous said, uh, the Pesach says, When Leah gives the name Naftali, uh, is it Leo or Rachel? Whose, whose child is Bilal uh, Zilpo? Never recall. Anyway, so the Posse describes the word, how did Naftali get his name? Naftali, and he came Niftalti. And Rashi says, Psil, the word, there's this, the source word there is Psil, and it has from the, has the meaning of Chibur, connection. So in other words, the word Psil means connection. So if the word Psil here is referring to a, 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 a garment, so it's a garment that a person covers himself with. And we now understand why, from previous Rashi, we understand that connecting, being connected to, is part of the word psil. So you understand why garment that you cover yourself with, what Tom is asking for, can be called a psil. It's connected to. And just like the word chaysomcha is exact, it has to be a ring with a signature, not a stamp. Yeah, similarly the word psilecha. The same reason, why does it say psilecha? Because she's asking for something unique to him. Why is she asking for a garment? Because she wants a garment that you cover yourself with. In other words, that's connected to you. So it's, we now understand why she asked for chesomcha of psilecha. We understand why Rashi learns a signet ring, because that had to be something unique to him, something he would have had with him, and something unique to him that he's going to come back and get. She's asking for a garment, not just a regular garment, but a special garment that he's wearing. Okay, got it. So we have. We understand the story. We understand Rashi's pshat. Now, of course, the Rebbe is going to give us a journey into Yehina Shal Teira, the wine of the Teira, in this Rashi. An inner track, inner meaning. These two extremes, when we identify the tabas, the ring which you seal with, what's the two extremes? A, from the one side, Toma wanted to have a collateral. She didn't care about the value of the ring. She wanted something that is important to Yehuda. What was it? It wasn't a tabas. Just a ring wouldn't be important enough for Yehuda to make sure he comes back to get it. But what made the ring important and unique that Yehuda would definitely come back to get it and did come back to get it is the signet in it, the chaysim, the signature. 
because that's where you see Yehuda's balabatishkeit, his importance, the fact, you know, with your signet ring, you can move mountains. You sign something into law. Base, on the other hand, the chaysa, with all of its great things, it's not it's an independent stamp. It's part of a ring. So this is reminiscent of something else which we have in our daily cycle, actually weekly cycle. In Panim we have an explanation about a ring with a signet. This is also connected with Pshat, with the explanation in Panim what was going on here, that Tamar asked for three things from Yehuda, your signet ring, your clothing, and your stick, as we will explain. There's Kabbalistic things going on here. Zayin. Hashem finished on the seventh day his work that he did. So Rashi Medrash says, Amri the Rabbi said, This is reminiscent of a king, analogous to a king. They made him a ring. What was it missing? Round ring. Signet. The king's insignia where he can sign his name. Ah, similarly, What was the world missing? Shabbos. Because the Pasuk says, Hashem finished creating and came Shabbos. It says he finished creating on the seventh day. He didn't. Six days of creation. The world wasn't complete till the seventh day was there. So in a way, creation was finished on the seventh day. The Shabbos completed the world. The world was missing Shabbos, just like a ring that didn't have a signal. In other words, the days of the week is like a ring. Shabbos is like the signet. Ah, what does that mean? Here's the explanation, my dear friends. A tabas ring has within it the expression, the, the, the source teva, nature. There's a natural order in the world which Hashem has made run unstoppingly unless He overrides it. And this natural flow of the world can leave space that a person should not see that this world also has an active owner and director and that it belongs to Hashem, every single detail of it. But Shabbos is that signature, that signet ring. It makes the ring into a ring with a signature, with a signet. It's a testimony and it's a remembrance to the creation of the world. As the Lashon HaChinuch, Sefer HaChinuch, that gives us background and reasons for mitzvah, says like this, that the purpose and function of Shabbos is that it instills within our heart the belief in the constant renewal of the world, that it's Hashem creating the world. And therefore, once you know it on Shabbos, you know that every day Hashem is constantly renewing the world. As the al and today is Yutes Kislev, when I'm taping this, the al says at great length in Tanya, and that Hashem is always creating the world, the creation is ongoing. Shabbos reminds us of that, and then it, we remember it all week. In the names of Hashem, we have two names. Elohim. Elohim has a numerical value of Hateva, the nature. And then we have Havai, Yudkevavke, the name we don't say. We say Adnai. It's written, Yudkevavke. Yudkevavke is what? Haya, Hovevye. Was, is, will be. Kechad is one. Past, present, future. Omnipotence, higher than limitation, higher than nature. That is a chaysam. That's the signet. The revelation of the name of Hashem. As our, sem, as our sages tell us, 
the signature of Hashem is emes, truth. And elsewhere it says, ve'emes Hashem le'elam, emes havai le'elam. Hashvaya, Yudkevavki is called emes, forever, because it's eternal. Past, present, future, all the same. And havaya is the source of anhogenesis, of miraculous behavior, which in miraculous behavior is expressed the emes of Hashem, the truth of Hashem. We see clearly how Hashem is totally higher than the world. In other words, there's a natural flow of world, comes from Shem Elikim, which is the Gematria Hateva. Then there's this name of Yudke Vovke, which in itself denotes past, present, future, all the same as one. That's the source of miraculous behavior in the world. So just like we said, by Yehuda and Tamar, that there's a ring, and there's a signet in the ring. It's the signet in the ring that makes it valuable for Tamar to be a collateral. Because in the ring, in and of itself, you can't see that it has a special connection to its owner, to Yehuda. What turns it into something of value and of unique connection to Yehuda is the chaysam, is the signet. Ah, and this exactly is the difference between the six days of creation and Shabbos. And the six days of creation, Hashem created the world through the name of the Kim, a natural state of being. Ah, we know that even within that Shem Kim, there is the name of Yudke Vavke. Creation doesn't start from nature. The above nature creates nature. So he's hidden within the nature. But that's in a way where the name of Yudke Vavke is the driving force behind, but operating under the guise, behind the facade of the name of the Kim, which is nature. On Shabbos, Shabbos is the day of the signature of Hashem, where the truth is revealed. Shabbos, the Havaya, the Yudke Vavke, is creating the world in a more apparent way it's it, 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 it's it's a higher level that's feeding the world shame Havai in and of itself is being drawn down into the world and this also makes very perfect sense with the fact that we say the difference between a between the signet and the ring in the spheres get ready for a little kabbalah in spheres chaysam is the sphere of yesoid in the spheres of the ten spheres, Yisoyed is the ninth, just before Malchus. Tabas, ring, is Malchus. So the signet is Yisoyed, higher level. Tabas, the ring, is Malchus. Now we know that the attribute of Malchus is where the source of natural behavior is, natural part of creation is. Yisoyed, which is really representative of all the middas above it. So, Ze'er Anpin, all the six middas, so after Chachmin Adas, you have Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hoid, Right? And you say the seventh of that one. So that's the source of miraculous behavior. So when you have a joining of chaysam, miracle, with tabas, so it's a signet ring. The signet comes into the tabas, into malchus. You have malchus being able to absorb the flow of something miraculous. As we said before, the ches. The same way the signet is not its own entity, but it's something which is embedded in the ring. And that's why through the chaysam, through the signet, we see that the ring belongs to Yehuda. They don't remember two separate entities. The signet in the ring shows that the whole ring belongs to Yehuda. Similarly, Shabbos and miracles. They're not, not something separate than the six days of creation. The seventh day is the seventh day of the six-day cycle. And what that does is that in, in, in beds within the world, within the six days, it shows the completeness of Hashem's creation 
as the sages tell us, what was the world lacking? Shabbos. In other words, nature itself is not wholesomely complete until you draw down the higher the nature into it. The shame Havaya needs to be drawn down the way it is for itself, higher than world. That's the same way it is in serving Hashem. Why? Because there's two ways of serving Hashem. There's an Aveda which is, according to your natural, according to understanding, rationale. And when you do that, commensurate with that, you draw down the light of Hashem that fits comfortably into the created world. Then you have an Aveda which is Mr. Snefesh, higher than rationale. Through that, you draw down, commensurate light of Hashem, the light of Hashem that's higher than creation. You jumped higher, the light that comes down is higher. And that expresses itself in miraculous behavior. What's the completion, the completeness is when they both join? When is a person's rationale, rational Aveda, when is a person's natural Aveda complete? When there's the passion and the power embedded therein from Aveda Zara that is, Aveda Zara has from Aveda, from service of Hashem that's higher than rationale. That's Mesir Snefesh, that's jumping beyond. In other words, even the nature, what happens with a miracle is that the miracle shows us that the nature itself is part of a miraculous process. It's just a hidden process. When you're ready to serve Hashem beyond any call of duty, beyond rationale, then when you go and you serve Him in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an organized way, in a, you know, in a regular way, you, it's already infused and impregnated, so to speak, and, and, and uh, inspired by the jump that you're prepared to make. You always have to make that jump. The six days are six days where there's nature. But the fact that there's a Shabbos there, that makes the whole six days, your whole six-day experience, you're aware that there's a signet to this ring. The whole ring changes. The fact that Hashem makes periodic miracles allows us that even in nature, we understand that it's Hashem's doing. When we serve Hashem in a rational way, but we know we would be prepared to jump beyond, so the whole thing gets infused with a Mr. Snefesh kind of passion. Tess, what we just explained about the Indian of Chaysim and Tabas, signet and ring, that's the connection of Nais, miracle, which is emanating from Yesoid, the sphere of Yesoid, and Teva, nature, which is emanating from the sphere of Malchus, this is also a connection with the inner reason why Tamar asked for these three things, your signet, your clothing, and your stick. Why? Svarim say that Tamar is Malchus. And that's why she's asking for these three things, because these three things represent the three spheres. Malchus is asking for Yusayid, Netzach, Psilecha, and Hoid, Matcha. And with this fact that she wanted, she wanted to connect these three spheres that feed into Malchus. Chassidus calls this Binyan HaMalchus. Malchus is something that needs to get the other spheres into it in order to be built and in order to be able to transmit onwards and create the future worlds. And that's why, through the deeds of Yehuda and Tamar, Peretz is born. Who's Peretz? Mashiach ben David is going to come from Peretz. Peretz is a great-great-grandfather of David HaMelech. Because the Binyan HaMalchus, indeed, when, what's the complete manifestation and, 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 wrecking, and, and realization of the Binyan HaMalchus, building a Malchus, is where Mashiach comes. And that started with Yehuda and Tamar. So Tamar is asking for the ingredients to be able to have the building of Malchus, which later which gives her a child, Tamar, a parent, which later brings David HaMelech, which in the future will be Mashiach. Yeshleim of Derech says that we could say. This is also the inner reason why Rashi says 
it means a tabas with a chesed. Because the concept of, of signet and ring is, as we said, the connection of Yisrael Malchus. So that means that chesed and tabas has very much to do with what was going on here with Yehuda and Tamar. There was the building of Malchus. There was the drawing down of Yisrael, of chesed, into, the, into, Mal, into tabas, into Malchus. I think that what... what um, in other words, Yehuda and Tamar, by being married, are a connection. If you say the Malchus, and this is the forerunner to Binyan Malchus, the way it is with Mashiach comes. That's what I think that I was saying here. Yud. According to this, we can also understand what Rabbi Seinu Bali Ateswas. There's a Pirish brought in the, you know, in the Mikroz Yidelis, Chomashim, we have it, many of them. Bali Ateswas. What did they say? They say, you know what this ring, this signet ring was? was? This is the Tabas, this is the marriage ring. Yehuda was giving uh, Tamar this ring. He was Mekadashir. He consecrated her like we do today. That's where our minute comes, says the Rebbe in square brackets, that we do a Kiddushin, we do a, we, 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 we do the marriage ceremony with the ring. You ever wondered why? So the Rebbe quotes here in the Hod, in the 52, look in the Ramah. The Ramah says it's our custom to Lekadish B'Tabas. Because all through the Shas, it, it seems that you give money, you just need to give something of value. Silver, money, whatever it is. And then, you can, you can be my Kaddish woman. Why do we all do with the Tabas? Says that Amor, we have the custom of the Tabas. What's the reason? There's a reason in the, in the Zayar. So they were saying that this is, this is now going to be, we're going to understand the reason. It's a Kabbalistic reason. We have to understand what's the connection between Kiddushin and Tabas. I'm not sure if this is the reason that we're going to say now is the reason says Tikkunizer. I'm not sure. I didn't look up Tikkunizer. The Rebbe is now explaining. What's the connection between Kiddushin and consecrating a woman, get married to a woman and Tabas and a ring? Which, that's why we have that minig to do Kiddushin with a ring. And also, from the fact that uh, the Teres Meramez, that Dafka by Yehuda and Tamar, there was the Kiddushin with the ring. You know, that's where we learned this from. So we have to understand there must be some connection, Yehuda and Tamar's union with the ring that's going on. So that explains, we know that the Gilui, the revelation of the power of Hashem's un- infinite infinity, in the world, expresses itself in marriage. Because marriage is an everlasting edifice. It's, it's a certain infinite continuity. The, the, the success of getting married is having children. Children then, please God, get married and have children and so on. So it's an, it's an everlasting con- cycle. That's bringing down Hashem. That's a representation of bringing down Hashem's infinity into the world. <clears throat> in other words, that nisu in marriage is like a connection between chaysem, signet, which we said is miracle, and Tabas, ring, which is Teva. The revelation of the power of the Ein Sof, the infinite power of Hashem, in world itself. So that's why we use the Tabas. Since the true realization of that, of Binyin Malchus, the building of Malchus, the connection of Ein Sof, the infinity of Hashem with the world, Ness and Teva, miracle and, and nature, Yesod and Malchus, right? When is that going to be? It's going to be when Mashiach comes. So that's why it starts with the Kiddush of Yehud and Tama, because that is the beginning of the forerunner of Mashiach. From there is born Mashiach. And that's why there is also hinted this Kiddush Mede Tabas. Says the Rebbe in the heart of it, you'll ask a question. But we don't, if so, it would be better, it seems, to use a, 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 a ring with a signet, with a signet. But we know we don't do that. We'd have to use a plain ring. So the reason, according to Nicholas, says the Rebbe, is because just like we don't use a ring with a stone. Why don't we use a ring with a stone? Because if you use a ring with a stone, you have to think that maybe the woman is thinking that the stone has a very big value and she's agreeing to the Kiddushin based on the value of the stone. Maybe the stone doesn't really have that value. 
So there's an element of, of obscurity there. So you do with a simple ring, plain silver or gold ring, gold ring, and that ring, it's clear that it has a value of at least more than a shavuot, and that's okay. A chaysam may also, says the Rebbe, be obscuring the value of the ring and taking your, your, taking your attention away from the value of the, of the metal of the ring. And that, we don't want to do that. That would be the reason of Pinigla. Ulayev Shalavai says, Rebbe, how can we explain this? So um, if Tabas Kiddushin is Makif, represents the Makif, so what, basically what we explain now is that Chaysam, the signet, is about bringing it down into a Pinimius. That doesn't yet take place in the Chuppah. That's the process that takes place after the marriage, after the brachas, after the chuppah, and after that, then there's yichud, then there's a connection in a, in a pnimis dika way. A mechlolus, that's going to be lo'asid lavi. So we're still at the stage where Hashem is being mekadashas, so to speak, but then it needs to be recognized in a pnimis, that's going to be lo'asid lavi. So right now, our stage of kiddushin and tabas, what, what we are representing is without a chesim, without the amshachah b'pnimis, just the makif stuff. Agut yomtev. As I said, I'm taping this on Yutas Kislev.